0: You're listening to Q&A Over Coffee. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for obtaining accounting, tax, or financial advice from a professional accountant. I was like tangled. This is weird. It's like it's <laughs> like back in, it me back to the, Becky, i remember these young guys won't, but when they had the corded telephones, right, and you'd... <laughs> You'd like stretch it out and then it'd coil up and you'd get like wrapped around it when you're trying to hand it off. Then you'd have
1: to spin it so it would (laughs) uncoil. That's right. That's
0: right. Zach's like, wait, corded phone what? Have you ever seen Napoleon dynamite? (laughs) Yes.
1: So when he has that cable, he's from the kitchen, he takes the
0: phone, he goes all the way (laughs) out through the living room, (laughs) out the front door, and stands on the front porch with it. That's how long the cable was.
1: On his, probably not on ours growing up, that's for sure. But I think it was
0: the gang.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The
0: liger is my favorite animal as well.
1: <laughs> Don't know what you guys are talking about. Tina,
0: come get your dinner. <laughs> Have you seen it? I've yeah. seen it. I just feel like it was overrated when it came out. Like it is a box. terrible movie in my opinion. Like yeah. watching it on your own, definitely not funny. But when you get back with a group of friends, yeah. like, and you start making fun of it, it is actually kind of funny. There's a lot of just dumb lines. Of it There's a lot of movies like that. Yeah. You seen it? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> It's I fun to quote. I worked at a
2: movie store when that came out. It was like in the late 90s, wasn't it? Early 2000s. No, early
0: 2000s, yeah. Yeah.
2: I worked at a little movie store in Stillwater when I was 16. A little Did
0: blockbuster 70. type uh, family yeah, video even type.
2: smaller. It's called Johnny's TV. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they had a little video section there. and
0: I think that's still there. It is still there. Yeah, they, they do the TV anymore, repair. They do
2: the TV repair and still sell the TVs and stuff. So. Yeah. That was my first job
0: when
2: I was 16. No way. Huh. Yep. I think I was a horrible employee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Olson Thielen's Q&A over coffee podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hennen. Uh Happy holidays to everybody. We got a, a really good uh, episode here with our BAS team of experts, Steve Iverson and Becky Helverson. Uh, with the topic of choosing the right accounting software. Um, Steve, maybe let's start with you first, give a quick introduction of yourself, who you are, your
2: background, um, and then we'll shift over to Becky. Uh, yeah, I am Steve Iverson. I've been with uh, Olson Theon for a little over a year now. I um, have about nine years of experience in the CAS industry, which is uh, client accounting services, and that is a uh, Uh, what our BAS department at at, uh, Olson Thielen is. Um, I work with a lot of uh, incoming clients, um, helping with select uh, the appropriate software for their their business. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, great. And Becky, maybe a little bit about you and your background.
1: Becky Alverson, been here about six years now, so a little over six years, and uh, work a lot more with onboarding clients and helping them get onto our systems and get them into a good form.
0: Yeah, and a lot of transition, too, because I know you started with a lot of people on desktop versions of software, and now that's been converting to the cloud. So getting people there and getting them uh, set up and or uh, just the transition has been a big part of what you've done. Yes. Yeah. So that is kind of the theme um, of the topic today is with the contract accounting or outsourced accounting in our our practice, we've seen a lot of conversions to cloud accounting softwares. And that kind of becomes a pivotal point for businesses to maybe take a step back and look, uh, am I on the right software? Or um, do I need to step up to something maybe more robust? Or uh, should I jump from desktop to cloud? or, Or, you know, a lot of different options to take a look at. And so uh, Steve, maybe let's just uh, start with you. Do you want to briefly explain, you know, accounting software, why it's essential for businesses today and,
2: you know, what they should consider? Accounting software is kind of the backbone of your um, accounting systems for your business. Um, it's important because it's how you're going to generate your reporting, which is going to allow you to make uh, your business decisions. It's going to give you your reporting for tax purposes. Um, it's just very important all around when it comes to running your business. Um and there's lots of different options for accounting software. Uh, more recently, the trend has been moving towards cloud uh, cloud options. Um, we have uh, it's really very dependent on uh, what your business does, what industry you're a part of, um, and uh, the size of your business really plays into a large part of uh, how you select your accounting software. So. Um, There's some very well-known ones, such as uh, QuickBooks, which is uh, really kind of our uh, specialty area at Olson Thielen. Uh, We use that. Used by a lot of small businesses. Exactly. It's really used for the smaller businesses. And then we'll move up into what's called your mid-tier accounting software, which we also have a partnership with uh, Sage Intact, which is their cloud version of uh, their accounting software. It's more appropriate for... uh, Larger businesses are more medium-sized businesses that have more uh, robust reporting requirements. Um, QuickBooks is very effective for smaller companies, probably up into the 10 to 15 million range. And then from there, it kind of depends on some other factors, uh, such as if you're tracking inventory. Um, inventory really is a big big part of uh, determining which software you're going to uh, be utilizing, if, if that's something you need to take into consideration. Um, that's where we look into utilizing uh, Intact for um, a little bit larger company. And then in most cases, once you get into the larger, you know, the much larger companies uh, north of, you know, 20 or 50 million, you're going to be looking at more of a proprietary software. So Sure, sure. Um, well,
0: Becky, uh, you talked about transitioning a lot of clients from, you know, the traditional desktop application to a cloud-based um, applications or accounting solution. Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe how that, You know, how the two differ from each other, and you know, if there are pros and cons maybe on cloud based versus traditional desktop.
1: Yeah, um, mostly what we work with is QuickBooks, but we do do other softwares as well, as Steve mentioned, with Intact. But programs that are in the cloud allow for access anywhere and on many different devices. So, desktop, you're pretty much limited to whatever desktop it's aligned with, or load it on and then um, you could also pay for more for more networking to be able to access from other laptops or computers that are in the office but when you go cloud-based you can bring your program onto your phone, on your tablets so it becomes more efficient to be able to access it from anywhere and since COVID a lot of people had to do that
0: yeah and or, you know, the Minnesota climate now allows you to do your accounting from maybe like Florida or something like that.
1: Yeah, anywhere. We could go to Paris if we want, right?
2: Paris. Around the world. I'll add to the uh, having cloud-based software allows for easier access for everybody, including your accountants. so allowing us to be able to uh, access your accounting software much easier than uh, it had been in the past. Okay. Yeah.
0: Plus you have, you know, uh, the cloud-based versions are pretty much updated continuously that right did. there's no version updates so you don't have to all of a sudden get the next version download it to your desktop you know go through that whole software upgrade uh everything is done in the cloud and by the providers
1: and everything is subscription so um even the desktop is moving towards subscription but once you're decide you're done with that subscription you're done they keep the information for a year but you can only change it or switch back in six months but There's limitations there, but it is um, very nice to have something in the cloud that doesn't rely on the capabilities or the age of your laptop or computer. What we worry about is that the computers are going to crash. Sure. And so does your data. Yeah. With the cloud, it's automatically backed up and accessed from anywhere.
0: So I'm a small business on a desktop application. How do I know when it's time to switch to the cloud or is that even the right decision?
1: I think you can um, go to the cloud anytime. We love the cloud uh, because it is easier for us to access. And we don't need to know everything about your QuickBooks data in order to take a look at it or try to get into it or you don't have to send us a backup or accountant's copy. It's just all, give me a login and I'm good. Or just invite me and it's good to use. But I think a big part of it is um, you do lose some functionality compared to a desktop version. And that's true with any kind of software that goes into the cloud. Even if you log into your bank account on your computer, it's going to be different than what it is on your remote device. So anything that's in the cloud does not have the same functionality. And so it's different and different for people to get used to, but it is most efficient and um Easy to access. It's
0: yeah. It's we like them. Pretty intuitive, right? I mean, like QuickBooks, just like their desktop, they they built it out so that it was for ease of use. And their their cloud version's no different, right? I mean, it's it's built out to be intuitive for, for users who maybe aren't super well-versed in accounting systems.
1: And like you say, constantly updating. Like, there's been several updates just in the last couple months. And that just is automatic. You don't have to download anything. It's just automatically done on your account.
2: And a lot of uh, Intuit's resources are actually now going into developing uh, QuickBooks Online as opposed to uh, continuing to develop uh, the desktop application. So that's another factor is that that's really where they're, they're trying to push people towards that. There are some uh, companies that are not naturally a good fit. Um, like I mentioned before, the inventory piece is a really large piece when choosing your QuickBooks, uh, whether you're going to go with desktop or online. Um, desktop is better for inventory still, um, but there are add-on applications. So QuickBooks Online offers a whole series of add-on applications for uh, different types of tasks, and how the inventory in particular is one where they have different options that you can add on. So um, it's just really on a case-by-case basis. Each business needs to evaluate uh, what their needs are and then decide from there how to sure, move forward. Sure, sure. Have you ever seen uh, sort of the reverse action take place
0: where maybe a business is in a, in the cloud has grown to a point where they need to go back to a desktop
2: software application? I can't say that I have. That doesn't, uh, doesn't come to mind.
1: I haven't for that reason but just because they thought that they could do their inventory online and it turned out to be too difficult for them so they went to desktop but they just recently decided they want to go back to online (laughs) but they're finding a different application for their type of business
0: yeah um what about like integrating you know when you get into that crm system and the the customer management side of things with the sales and all that is that you know i suppose there you're looking at a more robust software because there's not a lot of integration with a quickbooks type cloud application is there
2: There is actually a lot of integration. Oh, there is? Okay. So there's lots of different uh, CRM applications, POS applications. Um, There's lots of uh, accounts payable, accounts receivable applications, um, all of which, well, not all, but a majority of which uh, integrate with QuickBooks Online. Um, That's one of the the things that um, is a little bit different from desktop and online is that you're able to integrate the applications um, with online, where in, in some cases you can with desktop. Um, I think a lot of these developers have been a little bit uh, apprehensive to put resources into actually creating uh, the sync with desktop, just because it is kind of an aged product, and into it is moving towards, um, you know, trying to put most of their resources towards online. So yeah.
0: Well, uh, Steve Beck, you guys work with a lot of different businesses, so. What are those specific software must-haves? You know, what are the things that businesses should be looking for? You know, when they upgrade or go to the cloud, or even if they're on the
2: desktop, what's the, what is the the, the nice to haves, the wants? I think the biggest thing um, is the QuickBooks Online bank feed. Uh, it really offers the most efficiency. Um, the desktop version does have a bank feed option as well or feature, but it's just not as robust. Um, it is it builds in a great deal of efficiency using the bank feed. And basically what that entails is, uh, you connect your, uh, financial institutions, your, uh, bank accounts, credit cards. Um, there's also the, the ability to, uh, connect like e-commerce platforms such as, um, Amazon or others. Um, it draws the information from that platform. And it comes into QuickBooks where then you're able to uh, automate some of the process where you can create rules where it will assign a vendor, a GL account, uh, classes if necessary. Basically, you assign the information for each individual transaction uh, coming in and it eliminates the need to have to hand enter your data. So not going into every line and hand entering. So, Which is a huge resource
0: when you're talking efficiencies, you know, whether you contract your accounting out to a firm like ours or another service provider or if you have you know staff in-house i mean you free up a ton of their time as well and now they can be twice the employee maybe that they were before you know that type of linking yeah,
2: yeah it probably cuts your data entry time in half honestly if you use it efficiently and all it wells yeah and then with quickbooks you can create you know all the rules and stuff
0: so it it, it sort of picks up on that pattern right and then it's really becomes more of a review and a confirm process than it does of a data entry. Exactly.
1: Which reduces your error.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else is out there? What else is the nice add-on? I mean, I and I I've seen, you know, other than QuickBooks and Intact, I, I think I've actually seen several other desktop versions of software that are starting to build in the, the the automatic bank feeds as well, linking out to those type of accounts. So that's something that if, you know, companies who maybe aren't on quickbooks or intact you know if they're looking at their software they did a software upgrade they should check to see if that is a new feature added and if so get that set up because that is a a good good add-on but what else is out there i know there's a lot of like sales uh especially if you're in the retail industry um you're selling you know over the internet there's a lot of linking that can be done to those accounts as well right yeah
2: uh probably the most common one is shopify um shopify connects directly with quickbooks it's another one of those applications where we're able to uh, sync it with quickbooks Um, we use uh, bill.com or now known as bill which is a spend management tool Um, that also uh, connects with quickbooks and we're able to do uh, accounts payable um, a lot more efficiently because it's not the old process of going and physically writing checks, having the owner review them, sign them, stuff envelopes, and mail them out, um, bill actually, uh, will handle all of that, uh, you go in, you enter your bills, you initiate payment, if you elect to pay by check, they still will mail a check for you, otherwise you can pay via ACH, um, which is their preferred method, because it's a little less, uh, costly for both parties, and the recipient gets paid more quickly, so
0: yeah that's uh you know and and Becky to your point of like being remote and running your business remote Bill I know has been a game changer for companies that need the owner to sign off on a a payment or something like that but then they're out of town or they're out of the state on a vacation or something like that they can pull that up on their phone I think that has a nice um, interface right with your with their handheld devices and so they can pull that stuff up approve payments and and the business keeps operating right whether they're On site or not.
1: And they're set up with uh, their own unique email. So vendors can just send their invoices right to that email, not to you or your office. Or so if you're on vacation, you're not going to look at your emails. Um, these can still get processed while you're gone. Sure.
0: Um, so to what extent, you know, can these, the software solutions, the cloud-based Specifically, maybe, but, um, you know, to what extent could they be customized to meet, you know, the unusual business requirements?
1: I don't think there's a lot of customization. I mean, it's a, there's different levels of accounting that you can get with QuickBooks Online, and just like desktop has several. So it's just how much accounting do you need and how robust do you need it? But having the availability of different apps that actually sync in with it helps. Um, but you can't really customize QuickBooks online. It's it's the package you buy.
2: Where you do customize it would be the creation of your chart of accounts. So you're going to go in that's, uh, you know, to create. I guess I when I work with clients, I kind of call your chart of accounts your backbone. So when we go in, um, this is really what we're going to create. So you're getting the information you need and want to make business decisions. And I would say that Intact is a little more uh, customizable, where you're able to go in and uh, do some different things with it. QuickBooks is definitely a little more on the rigid side with just the core software. And that's where a little, uh, where more of those add ins or add ons come into play, is if you have different needs there. So, But the actual core software itself is not that customizable. And I think QuickBooks designed it that way on purpose. Yeah. With the thought of being able to work with the different companies with the add on application. Yeah. The the more options
0: you start providing, the more complex it becomes and then the you know, the you lose that ease of user interface, you know, for the people that aren't super experienced accounts to just pick it up and run with it. Exactly. I, I think, think it
1: helps with support too. Sure. So if you have a question on it, it's like They know how to we all know the same stuff.
0: Yeah. Everybody's doing it the same.
1: And you haven't had this customized, so I don't know what you did with it but you know there's a lot of other software out there for different firms or different uh industries and i worked with several that have their own type of software for their specific industry whether it's an engineer or architect or manufacturing so they they all cater to those types of things and they work really well they're quite expensive but accounting is always the last thing they put on and it doesn't always work as well and is efficiently or as easily as a QuickBooks would.
2: There's no love for accounting.
1: There is no love in these other industries.
2: (laughs) I I think what you're kind of referencing there is, um, you know, I I talked earlier about different levels of software, and a lot of the, once you get into the mid-tier and high-tier levels of software, they're module-based, whereas QuickBooks is really built, it's a much more user-friendly type of application, and it's almost built more like a, regular software as opposed to specific to accounting so you actually hear some accountants that don't really like quickbooks more of the uh i guess older accountants that don't really like quickbooks because it's they don't feel it's that kind of module based where uh quickbooks really is built for kind of more of um i would say the newer generation especially quickbooks online interesting
0: uh so okay let's talk about mistakes you know converting changing software etc
2: what what kind of mistakes have you seen in the industry and how do you avoid them what you know how do you get in front of them Uh, one of the important things is that you reach out to us to help with your conversion (laughs) if you're going to be converting from from, (laughs) if you're going to be converting from desktop to online uh, we actually have uh, support through intuit to help with that Um, there is You want to go through and make sure that your historical transactions uh, translate into your uh, QuickBooks Online file if you're going to be doing that conversion. So, um, the biggest mistakes that I run into in particular in QuickBooks Online is uh, with the bank feed. So, while it's a very powerful tool, it can cause, uh, you know, it can give you a great deal of efficiency. It can also cause a great deal of problems if it's not utilized correctly. So, um, another sales pitch. We do offer training and uh, assistance for people that are wanting to change from uh, you know desktop to online, and maybe want to um, learn about how the software works and get some training from us. And one of the areas that I focus on when I train with new clients or even existing clients that want to make that change um, is I will uh, spend a pretty good amount of time on the bank feed, just because uh, again, there's a lot of a lot of uh, room for error there if it's not utilized correctly so
0: yeah it's kind of like uh you know i bought bought a new truck a year or two ago and you know anybody that buys a new vehicle now the the electronic interface in those is so complex now and they can do a lot of really cool things but i've never had to set that up on my own and i'm sure i could figure it out on my own but it would be it would take me a week and a half to you know read through the the manual and then actually just playing around with it so i think at the time the the um sales guy that that sold me the vehicle asked if I wanted wanted him to set up my phone and everything else. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the same issue. It was, uh, yeah, exactly. So you know, it's to your to your point. You know, um, if you're going to hire or use somebody to help you getting them in on the front end to get it set up correctly, maybe provide you a little bit of training is well worth the investment that you make. Um, because true. then once you once you have that in place, right, everything else just becomes kind of a cycle of using. Running the transactions through, it becomes very cyclical.
2: Exactly. That front-end uh, setup is very important. Uh, when we work with new clients, a lot of times we'll, Becky and I will get them set up, and then we get them into what we call more of a monthly maintenance pattern, and it really becomes cyclical at that point, and it's a lot of the same tasks uh, over and over again. But if you're not set up correctly on the front-end, um, that's where you can run into some issues. So,
0: Yeah. Um, okay well let's let's talk about that setup process maybe a little bit more um you know what role does the business owner play you know in that setup process I mean if they, let's say they contract somebody out to to help convert the software or bring them to the cloud you know is it completely hands-off? I mean is it just uh, they tell you what should, what they want how they want to use their data like what's the role of the business owner or the accountant
2: so if it's an existing business um, and we're con- going to convert it it's going to just carry all the information over from your previous file into the new file. Um, at that point, the I would say that the, the functionality of the software for the most part is fairly similar. There is some limitations with reporting and some other areas. It really comes down to, at that point, it's more about navigation and kind of understanding how to get around the software. And then the biggest thing, uh, again, is the bank feed. Like, that's really kind of... Um, it's Really, the most important thing to learn, and but just the general navigation and the uh, mechanics of the how the transactions process is similar in desktop and online. It's just, uh, as uh, you know, you can imagine, it's different when you're in a desktop application as opposed to working on something that's you know on a website or cloud based. So, just kind of relearning the navigation is really the big thing, sure.
1: I think the owners are key too to make sure that how they want other users to use the QuickBooks, what do they have access to? So you can set your security levels and we can help with that.
0: Well, uh, Steve, Becky, if you guys have ever listened to our past episodes, if Dano was ever the host on, he likes to ask, have you guys got any good stories to tell of clients? So um, any, any good success stories, you know, business cases uh, where clients had benefited significantly from switching to Cloud Accounting?
2: honestly I feel like all of them have um, nothing's coming in immediately to mind but I, I feel like all of them have you know I've had very few that have converted and said I regret doing that there's been a couple where maybe it wasn't uh, a fit for what their particular business was and it, that was uh, like Becky mentioned I think there was one that had inventory um, that thought that it would translate a little better that did um, but I've had a pretty resounding uh, you know everybody seems to like QuickBooks Online that we've moved because we generally won't suggest moving if we don't feel like it's a good fit. Sure, I will say that one thing we run into is some people just don't like the cloud-based factor. You know, they don't like working, and the, the navigation's difficult for them. And some people just aren't as uh, eager about change either. So, really, it's the
1: change yeah. they don't like.
2: Yeah, well,
0: the, you know, it's it's a little scary. It's, it's sort of like um, desktop. You know, having the software upgrades, nobody wants to do their upgrade either because something's not going to work right or a new feature is going to look different and from what you're used to seeing it you know accounting the are kind of persistent right like they don't like change themselves i mean here i am sitting in the same chair i've sat in every time i've done the podcast session uh i got the same thing in my coffee cup which is coffee straight (laughs) um so yeah we all like our things like we have our routines and so when we see our county software all of a sudden change it's kind of a headache um even though it's really in the grand scheme of things not that big of a deal
1: it's just like going to a smartphone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From your little flip-up phone. Yeah. It is a it is a change, and things are different. and
0: Until you get you to experience to get all it. the features, right? You don't really appreciate what you've just upgraded to. Yeah, but.
1: but then you call us to figure out what went wrong or how do I do something. So we understand the, the backside of it all and what happens.
2: I have had some clients uh, voice some uh, concern over security with things being cloud-based, and um, I was going to
0: ask you about that. You know, that used to be like a couple years ago. That was always the big thing, right? Where's my data, and I'm not sure I want to put my data out where I I don't know who's got it or who's controlling it or who's securing it. But
2: I mean, it, are you so you're still hearing some of those concerns? Less and less. Yeah. Um. It's really I probably haven't heard that now for probably a couple of years. But there's uh you know there were on the front end of kind of uh I, I would say that. The whole movement to going to cloud-based really started probably about six or seven years ago. I think uh, desktop was more prominent until that point, and so on the front end of that movement, um, a lot of people were very concerned about that just because it was kind of new. So yeah, um, but I feel like that's dissipated some. I think that into it does does a good job with security. Um, I'm not an IT expert myself, but yeah, I know that we have uh, some good it people here and they've vetted it out and it's definitely safe so.
0: you know i think it's kind of funny is that um some people would be on a desktop accounting software but their payroll would be in the cloud and and that was never really an option i think they either were forced into it or, or maybe it was and they decided to go there but it i, I kind of it kind of makes me laugh when they don't want to uh, convert the accounting software to the cloud but the payroll is already there which has way more super sensitive data in it you know with social security numbers and everything else
1: i've never heard of a breach for quickbooks you know you can hear about other breaches happening but yeah. not with quickbooks and i know they have several servers around the world and this is a worldwide software so i don't i i don't have any issue with i don't think anybody's going to get in there and do anything to take your data away yeah and QuickBooks hangs on to it for a while.
2: Sure, they also have MFA uh, also to help with uh, preventing some of that stuff. Well, um, we're getting close to the end of our time. So, what's the you know maybe
0: if we can leave the listeners with a, a single most important piece of advice? You know, what would you what would you say to businesses that are either looking to, you know, maybe they're just starting their business, looking for new software, or maybe they're looking for a change? Uh, maybe one piece
2: of advice, Steve. Let's start with you. I guess I would just suggest that you reach out to an accounting professional and have them kind of help guide through that decision making process because uh you know, we will take your best interests at heart with uh everything that we kind of have knowledge of and try to guide you in the way that's best for your business. Yeah. Becky?
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you,
0: you can't you got you have to give a piece of advice. <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, I agree to give us a call and we can walk you through different options that you have. Um, You know, I think the cloud base is not going away. I don't think uh, anybody is really developing a lot of software for desktop anymore. And so you need to consider going to the cloud. And I just think it's just so much more efficient and very easy to use. So there's really no reason not to and with the way everything's going since COVID it's probably a good choice
0: yeah well um I should have asked this at the beginning but I didn't but being that we're in the holiday season let's uh let's talk a little bit about what you guys got in your coffee cups there so what's going on in your life
2: what's going on for the holidays Steve just doing a lot of Christmas shopping this weekend um gonna be hosting Christmas at my house and uh having a bunch of my family and extended family over and I have a a five year old and eleven an year old, so they they keep us on our toes and keep Christmas fun. So yeah, nice. Becky, how about
1: you? The kids are twenty two and twenty five, so um I haven't thought too far yet. I'm kinda of thinking I might host Christmas at our house, but something easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get into the elaborate plans or doing a lot of decorating. Um so December doesn't get to be too busy for me and in the past when they were younger i preferred to do more things with them to go get stuff that they would like rather than putting it in a box and having them open it and decide they don't like it <laughs> i'd rather have the experience in one-on-one time
0: we've uh we we've transitioned a little bit as a family to doing that as well do, um I think uh, well, I can't I can't say in case my kids listen. I don't want to spoil what the experiences are, but we're we're looking for more experience yeah. uh, than tangible goods, so that'll be fun. But
2: one thing that we did uh, last weekend was we went to Sam's Christmas Village in Somerset, Wisconsin, and it's uh, quite the experience. Would, it's a big light and uh, display, right? Yeah, they have like three million lights or something like that. Yeah, and walk through it's so the kids.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good time. Yeah, you, you can still, if you go now, you can catch it before it gets going. I think they're talking 60 degrees yet this week. So, yeah, get out there. Well, um, for the listeners, whatever you do, uh, have a happy holiday weekend. Steve, Becky, thanks for joining us and uh, providing some insight on a cloud, cloud accounting software or choosing the right accounting software. And I uh, wish everybody a safe and a happy holiday season and a happy new year.
1: Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam.
0: Check out all of our Q&A over coffee episodes on
1: the Olson Thielen website. This is also the place you can go to be notified of any new episodes and submit your suggestions for future topics. You can also find all of our podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts,
0: and Amazon. Be sure to follow Olson Thielen on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook,
1: and Twitter.